back to yet another episode of the Snug Dan Nerdcast. As always, I'm Kevin, and I've got Danny across the table with me. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. And uh, today, we decided, as promised, since we had said that we were going to try and do more of these top 10 episodes, since everyone seems to like them so much, today we're coming back at you with another top 10 episode. Our, he pointed at me. I was like, <laughs> was top not expecting 10 it. Marvel movies. Everybody clap. Woo! Hey, top 10 Marvel movies. Oops. Um, yeah. So um, for these for these movies, um, this was sort of a top 10 list that we struggled with making. We were going to do something kind of more niche like Yu-Gi-Oh or something a little bit because uh, we enjoy Yu-Gi-Oh, obviously. Yeah. We we're going to do it. But um, I was kind of like, ah, I don't know, Kevin, maybe it's a little bit too niche. So if you're upset that we don't have a Yu-Gi-Oh episode, Blame me. <laughs> so if you're upset, let us know. And if enough people are upset by it, then we'll do one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we didn't want to alienate I anybody. I shouldn't say upset. If you're disappointed in the lack of getting a Yu-Gi-Oh! Top 10, reach out to us. Let us know. Uh, email is uh, snugdanpod at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. It's uh, SD Nerdcast and snugdanpod, I believe, are the two. Yes, yeah. Yeah, um, Snugdan Pod is Instagram and then SD Nerdcast is Twitter. There you go. Um yeah, hit us up on any of those options and let us know if you're wanting that Yu-Gi-Oh episode um because yeah, if enough people want it then we'll do it. Um so the structure for this top 10 episodes um is going to be well, for me, I guess we'll talk about a little bit how we made our top 10s because um for sure. me I just threw in movies. If I couldn't remember like the plot of one of the movies that we are listing today, I didn't throw it into the list, which means I didn't because for me, that means that I didn't really like absorb it and I didn't really like it didn't yep. mean a whole lot to me if it what if I couldn't remember what happened mm-hmm. in the movie. So there's a couple in here that I'm sure people are going to be like, are you kidding me? That was the best movie ever created and you're wrong. It's OK. Joseph's going to crucify me for yeah. my placement of one of these movies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, for one of the movies, I can only assume it's going to be for a couple. Well, it's, it's where others end up because of the placement of this one. Yeah. He's going to be like, Kevin, you didn't you didn't throw every single Spider-Man movie in your top 10. How disappointing. Your top 10 wasn't Spider-Man movies? How dare you? Yeah, what you? the hell? <laughs> you didn't do a top 10 Spider-Man movies even though there's only like f- seven of them? Uh, three, three. Uh, there's, Two, there's eight. Eight. <laughs> Eight Spider-Man movies. Uh, well, uh, if you include Into the Spider-Verse, nine. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Too much Spider-Man talk. <laughs> um, Kevin, I don't remember who started last time, if it was either me or you. Uh, oh, goodness. How has it only been a week and I still have no idea? No, no, no. Hang on. I got it. Hang on, hang on, hang on. We started with... um. It's in my head somewhere. It was me. I started because we were talking about um, uh, I was getting through my old topics and the first one I opened with was um, Vox Machina. Okay, Kevin. Roll right into it. <laughs> well, that was, I, I started last week because we went straight Oh, wait. Vox just get me so roll right into it. Oops. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, then so in number that 10. case. All right. So my number 10, now that we have a precedent for how this list is going to go. My number 10 is going to be Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Okay. And the reason I put that guy at number 10 is because not only have I seen it recently, and I feel like that kind of gives it an advantage over some of these other ones, Yeah. so it's fresher in my mind, but I also think it was just a really solid Marvel movie. 
I mean, even because it really didn't have anything having to do with the MCU in it, at least not until the post credit scene, of course. But I mean, as a standalone movie, it was just really solid. I really liked the uh, the like the change in kind of characters that we have. Like normally we have like um, New Yorkers or whatever, like Tony mm-hmm. Stark, you know, Tom Holland, I mean, Tom Holland, Peter Parker, <laughs> you know, yeah. but um. This time we had a uh, we had someone who who was from a very different culture and we got to explore that a little bit in that movie and they think they did a really good job of like showing us who the Mandarin actually is showing us um, who the, the the Ten Rings in it yeah yeah who the actual Ten Ring organization is and um, we also got a really kick ass monster movie out of it too so that was kind of the reason I put Shang Chi in there. Um, I don't know if you have anything to add on Shang Chi, but I I really like Shang Chi. I thought I thought it was a very good movie. Um, it did it didn't make my list, but it it damn, definitely yeah it, it was definitely a really good movie. Um, yeah, I thought I thought it was uh, you know I thought it was decent enough to throw in here at least at number ten. So <laughs> and, and for my list, I mean, you could kind of say that these are listed in what I think is from you know least to best, but. Uh, you know, just because something is at five and something's at six doesn't necessarily they mean that means that one's yeah. better than the other, in my opinion. It just means that I kind of remember it a little more and it kind of sticks out a little bit more. But absolutely, when we get down to the low, low numbers, those are absolutely movies that I think were really, really good. Um, So that's going to be my number 10. So for me, when I made my list, it was for me, it was based on if I was presented with the entire collection of Marvel movies, what movies am I going to grab as just like, I want to watch this. Which ones more often am I going to grab? The more I watch it, the higher it belongs on the list, because obviously I like it enough to keep rewatching it. Right. So for me, number 10, I had Ant-Man. Wow. Interesting. I had Ant-Man because one, I absolutely love Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's I, a god. I loved uh, his like. I loved. I loved Lewis. That character with Ant Man is just he's <laughs> he's just so great. He's in, incredibly entertaining, and uh, I'm totally spacing the the name of the actor that played him, but he did such a good job of making that like funny, but not over the top funny. Like it was, it was the right level of dumb funny that he was just perfect. Um, and I just, I, I loved, I loved the comedy of it. So I, I love watching Ant-Man <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, that, that, that gave it the number 10 for me. Paul Rudd is a, is an amazing actor. He's he really is. good in every single movie I've seen with him. And I've seen yes. actually quite a few. Uh, I used to know somebody that really liked Paul Rudd and we used to watch their movies together yeah. or his movies together. And, uh, it was, they were, they were just really good movies. He's such a cool dude. They he, were, so one of the movies, uh, Fundamentals of Caring, I won't get too into it, but, um, so we don't, you know, divert yeah. <laughs> too far, but one of the, like, there were two reasons why I picked that movie. One was because it was Paul Rudd and two was because of the, like, op- the teaser song that was connected to it on Netflix. What was the song? It was brand new by Ben Rector and I, I, I love Ben Rector's music. So I like, oh, okay. I was, I was all about, I was like, okay, they paired it with that. I'm, I'm watching it. And it was a great movie, but I just totally like it had nothing to do with the movie at all for me picking it. It was all Paul Rudd and the song. <laughs> I think, think Ant Man. I think Ant Man is a solid choice. I think that's a solid pick. I haven't seen it. Uh, I haven't seen Ant Man or Ant Man and the really? Wasp. Really? Yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit later. Huh. Um, 
so with that said, we'll just jump right into number nine. My number nine, and this one might shock a few people, um, but it's going to be what started it all, Iron Man, the uh, the first one uh, with, with Tony's origin. I, I, I knew that Iron Man would make it on your list. I was just curious where. Yeah, it. I mean... It's a great movie. Like, they're all good movies. That's the hardest part about making this list in particular. All the Marvel movies are so good that it's really hard to put them on a list in, in which you compare them, unless you're comparing, like, the Iron Man movies, for example. Yeah. But I, I threw regular Iron Man on here because, like, his origin story is, I just feel like it's so interesting to watch him go from, like, this dude who, like, is being taken prisoner to this dude who busts himself out to a superhero, you know? Um, and that was really cool. And of course he started all of it. So like that movie, if that, if that Iron Man had not done as well as it did, we never would have seen an MCU like we see today. And so I think just purely for that reason, it deserves a spot a little bit higher on the list. So that's why I threw it on there. And I think that you could probably, for me, you could probably interchange this with Iron Man two and Iron Man three as well in my nine or eight spot, because Iron Man two, I remember a little bit and three, I kind of remember I only watched three once and the most I remember that is when all the suits are like flying and they're mm-hmm. surrounding Pepper and Tony and that's about it. Yep. Um, and it's also Operation when Operation House Party. Isn't that also <laughs> the movie where Tony gets rid of the arc reactor out of his chest? Yeah, that's yeah. when he finally gets the surgeries in the third one. Yep. And that for me is kind of a weird change for the character because I've always known Tony Stark to have that like be a mm-hmm. risk for him, you mm-hmm. know? And so to, to have him remove that risk was like, okay, so he's, he's no longer a man reliant on his own tech. He's now just a superhero. Yeah. Um, whereas before he would kind of rely on that arc reactor to keep him alive and he had to be very careful about what he did because of it. Yep. Um, so that was, that was kind of why Iron Man three is not in that spot specifically, but you could really put any of them in there for me for number nine. So that was my number nine. So for my number nine, I chose Avengers Age of Ultron. Ooh, that's an impressive um, one. I like Age of Ultron because as anyone who has listened to our top 10 comic book characters episode, I love Wanda. I love Scarlet Witch. Such a great character. Every time we've mentioned Wanda and Scarlet Witch, like I am always super excited about all the stuff to do with it. And that's where she starts in the MCU is there in Age of Ultron. Um, I also, uh, I also can never get over the hilarity of the uh, Steve Rogers language bit. <laughs> I don't even remember that scene. It's but like I'm right. Sure. It's right in the beginning when they're sieging the um, the uh, uh, Hydra oh, the, base. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And they're all uh, like, "What the hell?" <laughs> and uh, Tony says he says like they're on my ass or something like that. And immediately Steve just goes language <laughs> over their comps. He's like, "Hang on, did did Captain America just tell me to watch my language?" <laughs> And then they had, and then like, there's a whole string of jokes that go along with the rest of that movie that have to do with him doing that at the beginning. Yeah, and I there's, just, there's that sort of kind of like original Avengers humor to it. Yeah. Like they were like, that was something everybody <laughs> loved about the first Avengers. And Steve, he said kind a of bad language word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it's just yeah. I that that bit cracks me up every time I watch it. I I cannot, I cannot, not die of laughter from that bit because it was just, it's just so funny to me. I, I can't even fully explain why it's so funny, but it's hilarious to me. So like that plus the introduction of Wanda and the, the, the um, the, uh, 
voice actor for um, Ultron. For Ultron, who mm-hmm. I wrote down, James Spader. Um, nice. There you also, go. <laughs> we don't have to look him up in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Who is also uh, Robert California in the office. Like I just. Oh, that's him. Yeah. Oh my God. What a talented man. <laughs> I am. A, so I am the fucking lizard king. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so that, it drove me nuts. The first time I watched Age of Ultron, I was like, who is that? I know that voice. It took me halfway through the movie. Or like halfway through like his portion of the movie before I was like, oh my God, it's Robert California. <laughs> and so I just, yeah, I, I, I love his, his work, uh, in TV shows and movies. And so that, that made it all the more better. The, the language joke and the start of Wanda, like, and, and of course, uh, now every time I watch it, when, uh, when Quicksilver dies, every time I think back to our, um, top 10 episode talking about uh comic book characters when you were like it's funny because her brother dies <laughs> well, uh, no no i said i love her because i love her, her because dies. her brother died. that's right yeah whatever whatever it was is because her brother dies and they just paused <laughs> well because it was yeah it's a it's a funny character development so moment. you know then i have it's another another laugh connected <laughs> to it so it's just all around it's a very it's a good enjoyable movie that movie. brings back some memories yeah i i it's remember watching age of ultron that one was really good i had to watch it at home because i didn't see it in theaters because mm-hmm. it was one of those avenger movies people didn't really talk about a whole lot it was still really good yeah. but it wasn't it didn't have the same buzz as the first one and much less so than the later ones yeah um but i did like age voltron a lot i remember being surprised and of course anything having to do with scarlet witch our current uh our current uh, portrayal of her uh, mm-hmm. is so cool to see yes. so yeah good fucking pick um for my number eight, uh, I'm going to go with, a. I think this is a pretty solid one. I would even dare say I could probably swap this out with a movie or two further down the list, but it was just a little hard to do. Um, Captain America, the first Avenger. Okay. I fucking okay. love this movie. I can do this all day. Well, yeah, for real. The original, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the one reason I love this movie is because there was so many... Like, the movie starts not as a Marvel movie, and I think that's partly why I love it so much, because the entire origin story of, like, Steve Rogers before he gets the serum is so cool to me that he's just this dude who wants to go into the army, and he's, like, scrawny and skinny or whatever, even though it looks really weird, because yeah. they had to CGI that and yeah. put his normal head on top, so it looks like he's got this massive cranium yep. <laughs> compared to his stick body, but... um. It, it's a really cool movie in that like you, it doesn't feel like a Marvel movie. It's before he gets the confidence. It's before he's Mr. Captain America, representative of everything. You see him struggle. You see him fight with Bucky. You see him um, be saved by Bucky in the mm-hmm. beginning. Um, and it's really cool to see Steve go from that to the hero that we know and love now. Um, so I really think it was just one of the best origin stories out of the MCU and out of Marvel in general. I think that uh, they did a really good job with it, and it attracted a lot of people who weren't only Marvel fans. It was a movie that you could watch as someone who's not a Marvel fan and be really into it because of that original World War II kind of mm-hmm. um, angle that they took with it. And, of course, he's always been in World War II ever since the comics, but... yeah. Um, but I think that that was just a really cool way they did it in the movie that made it a lot easier for people to watch. So I really yeah. loved Captain America, the first Avenger. 
So, uh, something I always enjoyed about that movie was like being able to see the like struggle and annoyance of him having to like being this super soldier that was created and then having to just be uh, like an actor on a stage constantly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> like, thank you. That's he a gets really heckled good point. by the, the other, like the people in the military, even though he's officially in the military too, like he's getting heckled by soldiers, like all this other stuff. Like he's Nobody takes just serious, trotted out. Yeah. He's, he's a paid actor, even though he's a super soldier, like he could literally beat the entire room ass by himself and they're like no we're gonna put you in a costume put you on stage yeah and it's cool (laughs) when he's finally like you know what fuck this and he goes and he fights and he saves everybody and then the the, i think the the general or whatever is like where were you he's like yeah i was bringing back our guys and then he comes up the hill with all the people and they're like oh my god this guy did everything you know it's a cool moment that is a good point yeah that is a good it's it's a big turning point because like yeah they were like yeah we made the super soldier and they're like yeah we're just gonna trot him out and make him be a morale boost you're like what the hell yeah (laughs) so yeah that's my number eight was uh captain america the first avenger that's a good ass pick and it's also the got a cool post credit scene where he's boxing and then Nick Fury shows up and he's like, <laughs> yeah. I want you to be a part of the team. <laughs> it's also tragic. The ending is tragic too. I, oh, I guess I'm a cynical mm-hmm. asshole, but I love ending movies that are like bittersweet. You know, you end with like a fuck man, like, yeah, he won, but did he win? You know? So yeah. Well, there's, there's a movie, uh, kind of high on my, well, I wouldn't, I don't know about kind of high. There's, there's a movie on my list here that one of the notes that I put in here was like, this is kind of where consequences from like early life kind of start coming back to them. They really start seeing the consequences of their actions playing out, which some of that is in age of Ultron. Some of their, con- like some of their actions finally have consequences that yeah, they have to deal with. Like but the like destruction of New York, <laughs> there's yeah, there's a, another that, that I, I really like where the, the consequences went, but that's down the list. Oh uh, yeah. Further up the list. My number eight was Punisher. Wow. Okay, that's an interesting one. Yeah, that's. I'm talking. Most like, people know that's the one an I'm older movie, about. isn't it? It's. Uh, I want to say it was like. Uh, was it oh four? I think it, <laughs> it, I'm not gonna look it up. Yeah. Um, Something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's early early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, this one and it had uh, <laughs> one of the one of the reasons why it's on my list is because uh, John Travolta. Um, I enjoy John Travolta's work, uh, and he he plays the uh, the mob boss that's like the immediate uh, antagonist of the um, the Punisher. John Travolta is the guy. He was in Old Dogs, wasn't he? Yeah. Okay, that is the right guy. I'm thinking of black yep. hair. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do like him. He's a good um, actor. Yeah. I like him. So like it's my my main the main note for this is just bad ass movie. Cause seriously, like it is it is a very like. Holy shit! Like it's it's rated R. It's it is seriously like a it's a movie of action. Um, there's there's some some raunchy scenes in it, which you know just ignore and continue on with the um you know the action of the Punisher punishing people. What's it rated? Um, it's rated R. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's uh, pre Disney acquiring Marvel. Um, <laughs> well, honestly, when, back then the movies weren't, I mean, they were good, but they weren't, uh, you know, what they are today. So they, yeah, they definitely didn't really have helped. the budget, but yeah. Um, but I mean, they were, that was one thing that I did like about Marvel before Disney acquired them was they were absolutely not afraid to go rated R if it was a character that deserved it. And is it his origin story or mm-hmm. is it like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like he starts out. So, um, the Punisher, uh, Frank Castle is, he's, uh, like an FBI agent. Um, that goes undercover 
And like he retires and during his retirement is when things happen. And so I've, I've talked ad nauseum about uh, Punisher previously. Um, but yeah, that, that movie is what actually spurred my interest in the Punisher and actually kind of like starting to understand who the Punisher was. And that movie, like some of the shit that he does is so insanely brutal. It's crazy. Like I, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a very well done movie. I very much enjoyed it. And it was when you said, when you said Marvel movies, it was one of the first movies that came to the forefront of my mind that I was like, Ooh, this one. And then when you were like, that's why I clarified, I was like, Ooh, are we doing MCU only? Or are we just doing Marvel movies? And you were like, I was figuring just Marvel movies. I went, Oh, perfect. That means I don't have to pull it from my list. Yeah. I didn't want (laughs) to, I knew mine would probably be mostly MCU, but I wanted, I was kind of banking on the fact that you would have some movies that weren't MCU that I would be like, Oh, that sounds cool you know and sure as shit here we are Mm -hmm. so so but yeah so that's my number eight punisher nice nice the punisher gives me a vibe kind of like blade i saw the only time i saw blade was it was on in the break room one time at work Mm -hmm. and that was that's the only time i've ever saw blade because i've never watched the movie but i didn't know it was so adult i didn't know that it was such a i didn't know marvel made so many adult films i thought they were always like pretty kid friendly but well they've they've had some they've had some definitely darker characters in their comic books and like i said pre pre did like the the pro and con of disney acquiring marvel is like the pro is the budget they've got a much higher budget there's a lot more they can work with they've got a much more experienced studio that's been cranking out really good you know really well beloved movies for a very long time the con is the um, shift in target audience exactly yeah. the shift is now they're looking to try and pg-13 a lot of r-rated characters it'd be really interesting to see like an interview from like directors to see how much Disney interferes with the production because that was the kind of the case with like the Kingdom Hearts games too like yeah. the third one Disney really locked it down in terms of like what they wanted in the game versus what the actual creator wanted so it yeah. would be really interesting to see what directors would have to say about Disney's interference with some of the movies but we'll talk about that another time yeah um so number 7 mine mm-hmm. My number seven, this is might be this might pre- be kind of like surprising to people. Okay, um, I'm ready. My number seven, and because I watched it so recently again, this might have a little bit of a leg up on some of the other ones because of that, but um, I'm going to put Spider-Man 3 from Sam Raimi. Okay. Um, most people think this one is the worst Spider-Man of the same Ra- <laughs> Sam Raimi trilogy, and while I think that you are entitled to that opinion (laughs) (laughs) i think that i think that it's not the worst i think that it's probably on par with the first one if not better than the first one and i the reason people usually hate it is because of emo peter (laughs) parker um but if you listen to like what sam raimi's intention was behind that movie and the and peter's attitude and how and why he portrayed the symbiote the way he did it was very artistic it was really smart and it makes mm-hmm. me really excited for multiverse of madness because sam raimi's directing that yeah um but I know, when i saw that i was like oh yeah it's good it's awesome and uh there's a chance you know toby and sam might get you know they might get back together for that movie Sick. um Anyway, but the the reason I like this movie so much is because Sam Raimi really wanted to frame addiction in Spider-Man 3. And so he, he had this kind of interview or this voiceover of the film where he talked about how every time something goes wrong in Peter's life, he turns to the black suit. He ends up going back to that suit because it makes him feel good and makes him feel <laughs> more confident and better. And so he said it was kind of like a metaphor for doing drugs and kind of like trying to find yourself and free yourself from the grip of that. And I always thought that was a beautiful portrayal of that using spider-man somebody somebody's like dearest hero you know and um 
sure we didn't get the venom that we wanted you know <laughs> we didn't get the venom that talked to peter that talked to eddie brock um but i thought eddie brock was still great i thought he like in my in my head that's who i would picture eddie brock to act like is the sam raimi three one also the venom eddie brock is like just as good if not better in my opinion but i don't think that eddie eddie one in a uh, spider-man three is bad um, we also and there's also some legitimately great action scenes. The scenes with Sandman are so impactful because you don't you have Peter fighting this guy who he thinks killed his uncle, and at the very end he has to forgive him and let go. Ugh. It's gold. It's it's true movie gold, I think. And I think a lot of people forget about that because they get caught up in the emo Peter Parker thing, <laughs> which by the way, Sam Raimi intended for that to look stupid. Um Peter, he, he, I, he meant for memes. <laughs> yeah, he did. He truly did. Like, um, like Toby in, in the in an interview told him one time uh, was saying like, yeah, Sam one time told me like to go up there and act goofy or whatever and act like I thought I was all that. And so when I did it, he actually told me, you know, like you need to make yourself look dumber, basically. Like, <laughs> so it was totally intentional. I think the movie's better for it because yeah, Peter looks like a fucking idiot. You know, you're like, God, this is so cringy. Don't let this man out of the cage. You know, <laughs> know right? like if I saw that, I'd be calling the police because I figure he's on drugs. Like all the all the druggies I know dance on the streets. <laughs> and look and look at what the film was made for. You know, and um, and then you have Peter accepting. Like yeah, because in the Spider-Man Two, we'll talk about it later. But in Spider-Man Two, he gives up being Spider-Man for a little bit, and then so in three, he has to come to this like reconciliation with spider-man kind of like picking up that red suit again and and like really becoming like who spider-man truly is Mm -hmm. so that kind of journey earns spider-man 3 a number seven spot because re-watching it i'm telling you if you haven't seen it in a long time and you remember that movie being bad watch it again because i promise you you will be surprised so spider-man 3 is my number seven fun fact the first time i ever watched it i was up so late that I fell asleep halfway through it and I dreamt the rest of the movie not the way that it actually went. So in my head, I thought I had seen the rest of the movie. Oh. And then I watched it again later and got halfway through the movie and went, wait, what the hell? You're like, this isn't what happened. Because <laughs> like, I woke up to the credits when I was, when I dreamt like the rest of the movie. I woke up to the credits and I was like, I just thought it was a continuation. I didn't realize I had fallen asleep. And so... <laughs> I thought I had seen the whole movie, and then the second time I watched it, I was like, this is weird. What the hell? This isn't right. Did you end up rewatching it later? I did, yeah. yeah. I ended up seeing it a second time and like seeing the whole way through, and what I was like, think, oh, okay. Do you think it was better than you thought it was I, the first time? I, You know, I don't know. I don't remember. Don't remember like, really at this felt. point, it's yeah. been so long since all of that happened. because kind of the issue like, with these movies. <laughs> just after it hit DVD was when that happened. Yeah, um, we were kids, too, then. We were yeah. little kids. Um. I will, I will say, uh, without spoiling anything for you, it does belong to my sheet of notes here, Spider-Man 3. Okay, um, right. I won't tell you where, though. Okay. Well, tell us about your number seven, then. My number seven is Deadpool. Very um, solid pick. Yeah. I uh, I saw that one. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I've, I've watched Deadpool a good, a good amount of times, and it's mostly for the laughs, but also because I do enjoy Deadpool and, and also Ryan fucking Reynolds. I was I mean, going to say, on. like, if you don't mention <laughs> Ryan Reynolds in there, like... <laughs> um, yeah, it's it, like literally the note next to Deadpool. So, like, I've got little notes next to each of my picks. Number seven, Deadpool. The note is just, duh. <laughs> 
I mean, what else is there really it's, to say? Yeah, like I mean, it's 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 an excellent movie. It's very well done. I loved the little union of the the X Men into it a little bit, leaving doors open for that because um, they do. They've got tons of X Men uh, collabs throughout the comics where Deadpool and mm-hmm. the X Men are around each other, and it, yeah, all all around is just just a really good movie. Very funny movie. Very much enjoyable. Um, like that's that's anyone anyone who has seen Deadpool understands, especially if they know me, they understand why he belongs on my top ten. I mean, there's really not a whole lot to talk about it because if you've seen it, you know how good it is. Yeah. You know? But it is also one of those movies too that like you've talked about it so many times where you're nervous that Disney has its foot in there. And they make it, and you're like, oh, wow, what a relief. That was yeah. actually a really well-done rated R film. I mean, there were titties in that movie. There mm-hmm. were straight titties, and it is on Disney+, Plus, right? I think. Uh, I think so. I think I think, I think they're all on Disney+, Plus, but um, yeah, so. <laughs> we got logged out of Disney+, Plus because they added a new disclaimer that they have adult-sensitive content in Disney+, Plus, and you had to go in and accept that it was okay for that to be a thing before you could go in. So it logged everyone out on every device, and you had to log back in and accept that before you could use Disney+, Plus again. Yeah, it sounds like something they would do to really make sure they're free of liability of some and stupid I'm, shit. Yeah, and that's... Uh, unfortunately, we're nearing a rabbit hole that I could go down that I no, don't no, want yeah. to, so... <laughs> we'll we'll move on from there. You're number six. All right. Um, but yeah, Deadpool, great pick, man. Great pick. I, I do love Deadpool. It didn't make my list, funny enough. Wow. Um, it didn't, and there's reasons why. But um, there's there's a, a character that belongs to a string of movies that I'm I'm expecting to make an appearance somewhere amongst your. Okay, we'll whether see. it's we'll honorable it mention does. or on the list or could make the list, but I haven't seen it. We'll see. But I expect I expect one movie that that character belongs to to be somewhere amongst your lists. We'll see. We'll see. Um, <laughs> my number six is going to be uh, Civil War. Okay. That is going to be it's my number six. Movie. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really cool. I remember watching it. I didn't watch it in theaters because I missed the chance. I was going to go watch it, I think, with some friends, and I <laughs> think we just never got around to it. At that, what that year was like, I think that was 2016, 20 something. So it was, around there, yeah. it was somewhere around there. I wasn't feeling my best around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wasn't into movies like I am now. And, um, but when I did eventually watch it, I think I either rented it or I had someone show it to me. And, um, it was really cool watching. It's always great when, I don't know, I just love when movies bring up past events from other movies, mm-hmm. and this one is all about that. You know, yeah. you have the Avengers dealing with the aftermath of Ultron and New York, and they have to sign papers to be basically yep. governmental weapons and use yep. and become a part of, like, an official entity versus freelance like they want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, They're and, you also... know, Tony, t- Tony's on board with it. Cap isn't. And yeah. bam, you have the Civil War, and they recruit people to fight each other. Um the fight's awesome. Yeah. The fight is sick. You do have a scary moment where it almost looks like uh, Rhodey dies. Yeah. It's very close, um, but he doesn't. <laughs> Thankfully. Uh, but it definitely had me on the edge of my seat. I was like, did they just kill Rhodey? I yeah, like, oh I, I thought God. they did for a second, too. I was like, holy crap. Like, I know... I know there was mixed feelings of Don, like from the fans of Don Cheadle taking over from the the previous guy that was in the first Iron Man, but wow, okay. <laughs> yep, um, it's also where we get to see them kind of nerf down Vision a little bit. He was very strong in Age of Ultron, and they kind of looked at that and they were like, "Oh, we should probably he could beat any of the Avengers. The man's a, a living Infinity Stone, so we should probably." 
tone him down a bit. Um, I mean, or he's he kind of supposed back. to be that way because he's an Infinity, an Infinity Stone. Infinity Stone. Yeah. Um, um, or he's just holding back in that movie, which could be the case because he doesn't want to kill humans. That's I would expect that that was it. Was that it was a it was a mental restraint that he was not wanting to hurt because these guys were his friends too. Yeah, they yeah. were all the Avengers together, so he doesn't want to hurt them. Like, yeah, he's he wants to stop the stuff that's happening so that everybody's you know in the right direction, but he's he's not interested in hurting them. Um, it's also the it's also the first movie that we see the introduction of Peter Parker Spider Man in yes, the do. MCU. It is the very first time, and I remember when that happened, people were losing their shit. Yep. People were sharing around the trailer. They were making memes about Spider Man being you know sitting there with Captain America's shield. They were um, they were just freaking out. It was such a good time. So and, uh, I saw the I never saw any of the trailers for Civil War, but I saw all of the Peter Parker with Iron Man's shield. And I honestly or the Spider-Man <laughs> with what the hell did I say? Iron Man's shield. But, I mean, he <laughs> made sorry. it. I'm well, special. his dad made it. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, Peter Parker or Spider-Man with Captain America's shield. Sorry, brain. Um and like I saw that picture and honestly thought that it was like people making a joke for a long Photoshopping time. Shopping or something. Like yeah, yeah, I thought it was like a dumb joke that I just it went over my head because I missed it. Like it was like a Reddit joke or something that I just wasn't privy to because I don't really like. You don't go on. Yeah, you're not on the yeah. interwebs like I, like a lot of people. <laughs> and so I was like, I was like, oh okay, whatever. And then I watched and I was like, oh, it was excitement. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then like, and then I was I was happy. I was like, oh okay, we're getting a new Spider Man. Let's see this. Yeah. So Civil War is a cool movie. Um, I really like. Like if you haven't seen it, definitely give it a watch. It's totally worth it. It's so cool to see the Avengers like it's so cool to see them conflict on like what they think they should be doing, you know, because Tony and Cap have never gotten along like from day one. Yeah. So um, it's really cool to see them kind of like hash that out and then they come to some kind of con- uh, consensus in the end. Um, but, it, uh, there was also another, but then you also have that moment at the very end, um, because now Scarlet Witch is a part of the Avengers and so is, uh, who is it with her that's training? Is it Vision? It's someone else that's a part of the Avengers now with Scarlet Witch that he is with at the end of the film. And I can't remember who. Uh, I know, so I know at one point they were... Well, I know. Are you talking about like maybe you're talking about talking about um, the very end of the film, or maybe they're all just there and Scarlet Witch is just with them, and maybe that's the only new person that's actually there. Um, but anyway, at the end of the film, uh, Steve goes Avengers, and then it cuts to black before he can say Assemble because they're saving that for another movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was kind of the first time. Uh, that we see like an official Avengers lineup. It's kind of the first time that they solidify these people. This group is are the Avengers right here, um, which is kind of funny because it was a Captain America movie that was yeah actually they titled it Captain movie. America Civil War, yeah, which is Captain America Civil War, and then it was an Avengers movie. <laughs> I mean, I think it's an Avengers movie personally because it, you know, it's the collective of them, um, and it's, it's what you want to see. Yeah, it's everybody. It's not if it was if it was mainly the perspective of Steve Rogers throughout all of this, then yeah, Captain America movie, totally. Yeah, that was what but threw like me. it bounced to stuff that Tony was doing and stuff that you know these people are doing over here and these people are doing over here. Like it was it was an Avengers movie, but it was a Captain America movie. Yeah, that's what <laughs> threw me for it was because it was bouncing between all the different main characters. It didn't feel like a Captain America movie. It felt like an Avengers movie. So yeah. that's where I'm throwing it at number six. I'm gonna say we also 
because I'm pretty sure that came out before uh, Black Panther did, if I'm correct, which means that it that did, was the yeah. first time we saw Prince T'Challa as well. Was he in that? Mm-hmm. Are you really? He was. Yeah. I thought I thought Bucky was, but I didn't know T'Challa was. Yeah, Bucky huh. Bucky was in it, and Spider Man was in it. I and think so you're was right. T'Challa, I think yeah. he, yes, he was in it, and I I remember and so watching it, and I remember looking at him like, what the hell? Who's this Black Panther dude? <laughs> you know. Yep. Um, I know the so first yeah. time he showed up, I was like, whoa, who is this? And I, it didn't even, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they get, they don't, they don't even talk about T'Challa or Wakanda till, uh, till after um, oh, like they mentioned Wakanda a little bit because his father how, gets assassinated, right? Like in that movie. Oh yeah. In the, in the explosion. But like, sorry to anyone who hasn't watched it. I mean, it's been so long. If you haven't seen it, you probably don't want to, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah in, of that, course. in that explosion that they tried to pin on Bucky, that was that was that's like the right. first the first time we meet T'Challa, and that's the first time that any of Wakanda is ever mentioned. And then, you know, they kind of move on from there. And that was how they introduced Black Panther. That was, you know, they brought in Bucky. That was they brought in Spider Man. That was they looped Ant Man into everything. Cause like he Oh yeah, Ant Man. If I remember right. Ant Man had his movie already, he but did. wasn't officially part of the Avengers yet and they looped no, him in that but way. But he had he was he had they were just making Ant Man and the Wasp. I believe that came out right after Civil War, if I'm correct. I think so. Um and then they also that was um that was when they got Sam Wilson a fit like really in the action as well. Like he was he was already oh, yes, a the part Falcon, of the group, yeah. but he was like, I'm just here. And then in that one he was like, Oh yeah, now I'm in the action. Yeah, now I'm actually gonna fight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's my number six. What's your number six, Kev? My number six is Iron Man three. There you go. Um, okay, I'm, there it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm a a big fan of Iron Man three because it's it's a lot of it's a lot of Tony dealing with the actions of his past, um, with Killian and with Aldrich Killian. You know, because he was that's the the like crippled guy that he said yeah i'll meet you up on the roof and then went and did his thing yeah the chick that he was with was the botanist that um aldrich killian used for you know doing all of their science stuff um it tied in the 10 rings from the first movie like the little bit of 10 rings mention that we had from the first movie into the story with iron man it also connected um the mention, which I think a lot of people just kind of glaze over, but in the first movie, when he's in the cave with um, uh, Jensen, Jensen says, I met you once at a conference, you know, New Year's, da-da-da, and he was like, yeah, I don't remember you. He's like, yeah, I wouldn't remember much if I was, like, I wouldn't even have been able to, you know, remember much, let alone have a whole discussion on whatever science thing that you did if I was that plastered. So, yeah, I don't blame you for not remembering me. And then they showed the clip of him actually meeting Jensen in the third movie. So they kind of, they, they tied that bit together and they added in, you know, other stuff. And it was a lot of dealing with your actions as well as dealing with trauma from the past, like three sets place after Ultron. Yeah. So like he's dealing with the PTSD and trauma of that. He's dealing with the PTSD and trauma of the wormhole from the first Avengers. He's dealing with, you know, the, the repercussions of people who are upset about all of that. Like, isn't he also dealing with like the anxiety of Thanos or like the coming threat? Not yet. I thought at some point he gets a whiff of what's to come and he's like, Oh boy, I'm worried. That's why he was like, I wanted to make a net around the world. Isn't it? 
I think there was something about that. Not yet with that, no. When did that happen? That was, um, well, the, the net around the world was Ultron, um, but that <laughs> was that was all, like, the net around the world was from the first Avengers movie where he was, you know, we got attacked by aliens. We weren't prepared for this. Like, we had to come up with stuff on the fly and figure it out. Yeah, yeah. And so he was like, we need a net around the world I because think, it'll, it'll protect us from that happening, happening again. I don't think he knew who Thanos was, but he knew no. there were threats out there that could... That could yeah. take out the Earth, and he was worried about it. Yeah, and so you see kind of that in Iron Man three, right? Yeah, Iron Man three, like he's got he's got all the suits that he's creating because it's he he can't sleep. He's plagued with the PTSD of all the shit that's gone on, and you know it's it really kind of showcases like. Uh, like how trauma from stuff like that weighs on someone who's not inherently super like, yeah, he's, he's a superhero, but his power is a suit. Exactly. Tony and is so a man. like, yeah, he, he's just a man. A man a suit. And that's, yeah. So like he deals with, um, Pink. he kind of, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, he deals with all of the, the trauma that plagues someone who is not so well gifted, so well adapted to war. Like, uh, He's he's dealing with, um, you know, being a normal person, not being adapted to uh, like being a World War Two veteran who, uh, you know, spent all the time in combat like Captain America did or, you know. Yeah, he's being, dealing with the PTSD like fresh yeah. firsthand. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is. Yeah. Everything is is new. And he's he's always been a civilian out of the war, the, the war zone and out of like this has all been a couple of years worth of him just, you know, all of a sudden dedicating himself to you know saving people and it you know anything that he does wrong that causes deaths of people it's going to weigh on him because you know if, uh, especially if, age of ultron because that yeah. was a whole that was a whole yeah island, especially right? because of wanda getting in his head on that the whole you know you're going to be the death of your friends bit yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, like i mean they saved a lot of people on the island but there were some that died oh there were still there. tons there that died. tons yeah and that was that's one of the first interactions in uh um, Civil War. That's why they were like, uh, we got to talk about what you guys are doing. Yeah. yeah. And that was because Civil War was post Iron Man 3. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because they were, sense. they were, uh, he was at uh, MIT talking to like graduates and st- or like uh, tech students about uh, them funding their projects. And then the teleprompter was like, and now to introduce Pepper Potts. And he's like, go break some eggs <laughs> and moves on. And they're like, we're so sorry. We didn't realize she wasn't coming. It was because she was laying low because of the recovery from the, the surgery to fix the issue. But Iron Man three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all of the Iron Man stuff. Um, but yeah, Iron Man three, just all of the, all of the dealing with all of, um, Past yeah, all of that yeah just every every bit of that um so yeah, that's your number six right yeah we're on yeah, six number yep. six that's a good that's a good pick um so my number five i honestly think i may have put this on the list a little bit higher we'll see i don't know because in terms of there's a re there's a little bit of a different reason i made this list too is like a lot of reason i made this list is like it's like my enjoyment um how much i remember it the significance to its universe that it's a part of um and how good of a movie it is in general and so for number five uh i put dr strange as number five this movie, movie this movie was one that i 
watched over and over because it's just so it's so cool to watch Stephen Strange be this cocky doctor asshole kind of like Tony but not really Uh, but he goes from being this doctor who's like the best and knows better than everybody else to like suddenly your life is over like everything that he had that was given to him by his hands is no longer a thing because he can't he can't use them um and uh so watching him and this is yet another mcu movie that doesn't feel like an mcu movie when it starts it starts off so it could be its own standalone movie just the beginning half um and then of course it gets into how he gets his powers and his training and by the end he's a total expert because the dude's just really smart um and we find out later of course that Stephen strange was fated to hold the time stone and and everything in in sequence of that but yep um i think that it was really cool because we also got a glimpse of the of like it's one of the first glimpses of an infinity stone and its uses before infinity war or any of the other avengers movies mm-hmm. um this came after did this come after civil war I don't. I looked at the list of the movies. I just never took down the year that they came out. But I don't remember. I I want to say it did. I remember it was one of the first Infinity Stones we actually got to see in action because he uses it against Dormammu. Um, yeah. In space, and uh, Dormammu as a villain in general is just really cool. I really like the idea that he's this cosmic threat that nobody can see, and that he's always looming in the background. And they're like, and the best that Strange could do, the best anyone could do, is convince Dormammu to leave. You yeah. couldn't. He couldn't beat him. There's yeah. no way to beat Dormammu. So I thought that was really cool because it was like this thing is so dis- is so strong. There's nothing you can do about it. That you also, have to literally convince him to leave. It also really it really shows off like really flexes that uh, mental prowess muscle of Doctor Strange and yeah. showing like the fact that he can. He can think through something like that and go, okay, I can't beat him. How can I stop him? And, you know, oh, what's, you know, he lives forever. He's going to live forever. If I put him in an endless time loop because he's beyond time, then he's going to hate it. It's going to suck because he's going to (laughs) be stuck in the same five minutes of his life over and over again until he agrees to leave. So, yeah, I'll just convince him to leave. And until then, he's going to be stuck in this loop. Yep. And part of me, part of me really wishes we had Dormammu be the main villain of the entire movie. Of course, we get kind of the setup for Multiverse of Madness for the character that's going to come back for that. Yeah. um, Who is originally the person that helps convince Doctor Strange to stay. Um, with with the studies and and you know learning to be Doctor Strange, the one that we know and love now, but um, and he obviously there's a setup for that, and they had to bring him back for a future villain role. But I'm still holding out hope that they may bring Dormammu back somehow because I just think he's a cool villain. I just think that the force of dark and that like he, that there are beings out there that the Avengers have no candle to that like if they wanted to swallow the world they simply would (laughs) and I love that idea I love that they have to come up with different solutions like Strange did to get rid of them Um, it's a very creative villain it was a really well made movie it was really well done Benedict Cumberbatch is a fucking awesome actor. Oh, he's amazing. He's really he's really good in Sherlock Holmes too. Absolutely. You know, so, um, I love Sherlock. So it was a perfect pick for him, and it it looks like he really enjoys playing Doctor Strange too. Um, it looks like he has fun playing the role, and I hope that we see him 
hopefully it's not the end with Multiverse of Madness. Hopefully we see him moving forward in every uh, Strange involved film. I don't know if you've looked into all of his theatrical training, but holy shit, is it extensive? Benedict, yeah. Well, did yeah. he start his career with Sherlock or no? No, no. He he started like his his big on screen. Like I think that or Zoolander was probably the first thing he was ever. Oh, in. he was in Zoolander. Um, but like as far as his like career, he did so many things that were non televised that were very very. Um, high intensity, was he very in focused. Huh? Was he in Broadway? Mm, I don't believe so. No, he would. He, he would did, be an actor. I would he think did a lot of like Shakespearean theater type stuff that was like Britain only. Yeah, like he's got a lot of extensive training and some serious stuff. Like there's, there's no doubt in my mind that he is such a great actor because he has put in the time. It shows, man. It shows. You can just tell when he acts. You know. Um, and that's, I'm going to say, so I'm going to go back to your, your Dorm, Dormammu thing. I would yeah, love to see Dormammu yeah. again, but I will almost guarantee you that because of what he encountered with Strange, until Strange is dead, he will never return. Well, I mean, they don't have the time stone anymore, so it's not like True, Strange can do that. So. But is Dormammu going to know that Strange doesn't have the time stone anymore? Can find that's out. the thing. It's like, if, if he knows that he doesn't have the time stone, okay, I could understand maybe he comes back. But if he doesn't, if Dormammu doesn't have a way to know that Dormammu's gonna be like that fucking strange yeah, fuck dude is place. still around <laughs> fuck that I'm not going to earth yeah he's gonna be like, like fuck that place yeah some followers like hey Dormammu come on we'll let you take over earth and he's like fuck that strange is there hell no <laughs> fuck that guy <laughs> yeah so I mean I, I would love to see him return at some point I like you say it's probably unlikely but I would still love it I think he's a great villain um, and the forces of darkness in general that the Supreme um, Sorcerer Supreme talks about, yeah. we just don't really see very much. And I no, would love to see more of. She's like, she's like, yeah, there are forces that like the Avengers deal with physical forces, but ours are spiritual and like they're harder to fight. But we only see Dormammu, and I wish we saw a little bit more, like maybe some creatures in the mirror dimension that would show up. That would be cool. I that think. Would be cool. Um, but anyway, that's what they need is a mirror dimension Kremlin. Wouldn't it be cool? <laughs> um, but it looks like we will see them in multiverse of madness. So we'll probably get what we asked for here, uh, because so, there's yeah. some creatures in multiverse of madness that are definitely going to appear. I'm very excited for multiverse um, of madness. Me too. Next month, baby. Yeah. So what's your midway mark, Kev? My number five is Thor Ragnarok. Damn. Okay. Yeah. The um, end of the Thor trilogy. Yeah, so it's it's another one of those, like, he doesn't... So one of the big things, kind of going back to your I Like the Bittersweet, is that I, too, also like like the dealing with the bad, because if it's always just they end in victory, it gets boring. Always. And in Thor Ragnarok, he, he beats Hela, but he doesn't win, because Asgard is destroyed, and Ragnarok comes to be. And, like it's it's one of those like it everything goes down he loses Molnir because she she destroys it like he he struggles to figure out you know who he is for a little bit he gets sucked into a dimension that's out of time and out of space and out of everything where everything is weird and um and now I'm totally spacing the name of the actor who plays the the like head honcho there in that that place but he is an amazing actor too and i love him um and uh like it just all of that plus it's it's a very funny movie like but it was meant to be funny it's not it like really a, it's funny. not like a bad 
you know, the bad Marvel humor like you talk about where it's like, you know, <laughs> they fall flat on their face. Like, oh, whoops. <laughs> you know, like the, the dumb, like over the top. Yeah. It was meant to be comedic while also having these very depressing it's they, like a laugh at my pain kind of movie. It, it really was because they have that scene where Hulk, where Bruce Banner jumps out of the plane and he lands on the bridge and it just, <laughs> bam, you just see him land and he doesn't change into Hulk and you're like, oh my God, he just died. But that was, yeah, that was my thought too. Was, I was like, did they just kill Bruce? <laughs> but, uh, but he's okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was, I, I very much, I, I get such a laugh at that movie. Even, even the opening scene just kills me because, oh no, Thor's stuck in a cage. <laughs> Is that the, that's the one with the post credit scene that's them being tractor beamed up, right? Into Thanos' ship. Yeah, that's yeah. the one that, the so end not only does scene... Thor lose, cause you forget that by the time yeah. you reach Infinity War, you kind of forget that Thor just lost his home. He just yep. lost Mjolnir. He just lost, um, yep. his dad. Yep. He just been, lost. Yeah, he lost his dad. He lost uh, his home. He lost his weapon. He, he like, lost his friend, the his guardian, eye. between uh, the Bifrost. He lost yep. the Bifrost guardian. Yep. Um, he lost a lot in Ragnarok. Yep. And then right after Ragnarok, chronologically, he loses half of his population of his people to Thanos. And then he loses against Thanos. Well, and he loses he, Loki. He loses everybody, everybody because they blow up the ship. Yeah. So like, not oh. only did they like they killed half, but because they put up a fight, they ended up killing everybody. <laughs> well, because he still has Asgardians on Earth, right? Because he, he, don't they take Asgardians to Earth to go? I, live? I don't know if they're actually Asgardians or if they just founded a town. I'm pretty and sure they're actual Asgard. Asgardians. I'm pretty sure they are. I think that they do something. Well, I'm okay. Sure. I guess he doesn't lose everybody because there is the. Um, what you call it because like meek and and um, yeah and the girl he uh, appoints to be Korg and everybody yeah yeah well, she, yeah and she yeah they're all they're all around. So, so i, I guess Thanos yeah, did the let half of them gone, live yeah. but 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 i mean like yeah. you said he loses everything in ragnarok so it's yep. it's a cool movie to for them to release right before infinity war i had no idea it had the significance it did um, that's a good pick. I, yeah. I did like ragnarok a lot because it also gives him that uh who are you really are you mm-hmm. Thor, the god of hammers? You're Thor, god of fucking thunder, bro. Fucking yeah. use it. And um, even though we still don't get enough thunder, in my opinion, for Thor, because it's expensive, because it's really yeah. good looking, um, he only does thunder clapping a couple of times. Most of the time he's using his hammer axe, but yeah. Also, I did also like the the bit of arc in that that was, you know, him kind of learning to use his lightning instead of just focusing it because like, yeah, it was yeah, something that the movie Mjolnir was out. always meant to be a conduit to his power, not the source of his power. Exactly. That's something that the movie points out like, hey, you know, you're not the hammer's not you. Yeah. And you kind of forget that as a viewer. You're like, oh, yeah, Mjolnir's cool. But yeah, even though when Captain America picks it up, he can conjure lightning with it. Plot hole. Anyway, <laughs> well, yes and no. Like, there's still power in Molnir. It's just that it's. Not yeah, I guess the work like, can just make it happen without yeah. him. Yeah, um, it's like Molnir still has you know its own ability to conjure lightning. It's just that it that's why it worked so well with Thor was that he it's a conduit to his power. Like he can it it has the ability to use lightning and he's lightning and yeah synergy um, that's a good pick though i do think ragnarok is i think if not the best i think ragnarok could only be beaten by the first thor movie 
if it were to be beaten, but I think they're like about equal in my opinion. There's a lot of people that forget about the second one, so yeah, the second one's really important. It is. There's so much importance to it, like especially later when they're you know in Endgame. Yeah, so much important. Yeah, he he tells the entire story of the second movie because anyway, we're yeah, yeah, a lot of people miss it. It's okay. (laughs) Um, My number four, I cheat a little bit. I cheated. Um, Okay, my number four is. The Amazing Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse, and Spider-Man 2. Okay, I threw all of those together. because yeah. they're all equal. Okay, that's fair. So I'll talk yeah. a little bit about each one. Okay. Um, because I, they're just all on a level playing field, and the Spider-Man movies are all so good that you can't really have a list without them, and they're all so on the same level, in my opinion, that you got to throw them in there that's somewhere. Fair. That's the Amazing fair. Spider-Man was great. It introduced us to Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, and he did a fucking phenomenal job. I know a lot of people dog on The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, I actually haven't seen it in full. I've seen like parts of it here and there, but The Amazing Spider-Man 1 I've seen in full. And I remember being floored by it, actually. I was like, wow, that was a really good reboot. And I love the Sam Raimi film. So I went into it with like, ah, the new Spider-Man, huh? The reboot, huh? And um, it was way better than I thought it was going to be. The Lizard was fantastic. Um, Yeah, Andrew Garfield just does such a good job of portraying a fun Peter Parker, one that's like super lighthearted. And the way the movie ends is it wraps up really, really, really nicely. Um, The movie's paced very well. It's just a really good, good, solid movie, I think. Yeah. and this is before all of the posers who are now calling for a Spy- Amazing Spider-Man 3 came out of the woodwork. Because we know you guys all hated those movies when they came out. <laughs> Don't pretend like you were fans the whole time. Um, so yeah, yeah was- I loved that movie because Andrew Garfield did such a good job. So there's not there's not a lot of people that I knew that were actually like, yeah, Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. No, but if you look no. back, like they were good movies. They were. They were fantastic movies, but a lot of people didn't like it at first. And now those same because people are like, no, they were great. Because we want to see were, a third one. They were, well, well, maybe not on that one. They're there were a lot of people train. that didn't like uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man either. So that's I was, true. Because I was going to say, I was going to say that they're looking at the previous movie and comparing. And I'm like, well, not really, because they didn't really like that either. Well, I think you had a conjoinment <laughs> of like two sides. You know, you had like the side of the comic hardcore f- comic fans who were like, this still isn't right. Fix yeah. it. And then you had the pa- the people who were like, this isn't Sam Raimi's films. Fix it. You know. Yeah. And so those two groups kind of joined for a moment, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Um, but then I have uh, Into the Spider-Verse. God damn, this movie bops. I would put it higher on the list, I think, if I didn't feel bad for like separating it from like some of the other Spider-Man films. Um, you could probably swap this out for a couple of other movies further down the list, but like Into the Spider-Verse was so unique and so cool. The art style was unique. It's mm-hmm. one of the few MCU, not MCU, but one of the few Marvel movies that are fully animated. Um and it being fully animated, it is a great film for the entire family to watch. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not centered around children entirely. You could watch it with anybody, and it's still a good movie. Miles Morales is an incredibly enjoyable character. As someone yeah. who doesn't read the comics and went into it, <laughs> oh, I fucking loved every minute of it, seeing the different Spider-Men show up and going, does that really exist in the comics? And you guys are like, yeah, yeah it exists. <laughs> yep. And we're like, oh my God. You know? <laughs> Somebody Peter was doing Porker, that with me, like, wow. too. They were like, does it, does that version of Spider-Man actually exist? And I'm like, yeah. Yep. Like, That's um, a thing. And I'm like, oh yeah. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> so Into the Spider-Verse is great. There's so many reasons it's great. I could spend a whole podcast talking about it. If you haven't seen it, you have to watch it. Seriously, they're going to make a sequel. It's coming out very soon. Super excited for it. Um, and then Spider-Man 2, of course, this is, I think it's the, it's the best Sam Raimi one. Um, 
and it's it's a really cool point because like we have Tom Holland Spider-Man now who kind of went through this whole like well I'm Peter Parker and I'm Spider-Man I'm trying to balance it out we got that in No Way Home mm-hmm. but in Spider-Man 2 they did it first you know yep. they did it first where Peter legitimately quits being Spider-Man he's like that's not me anymore I'm done um, because his entire life is just kind of falling by the wayside that he wants to have and he learns like oh I have to choose like either I'm a superhero who does things on the side or I'm a kid who in college like that's that's what I have to choose and thankfully he chooses to be Spider-Man in the end we get Spider-Man 3 um, but the second but Spider-Man 2 uh, Jeremy John said this he said it is it is like I'm going to mess up this quote, but he said something along the lines of this is the definitive superhero experience movie. It's one where you see the character struggle with identity and then you see them come out stronger in the end for it. And the action sequences are so fucking good. So Spider-Man 2, Sam Raimi, Spider-Verse and Amazing Spider-Man 1 are all locked in my fourth spot in our top 10 list. I'm yeah. Big big fan of big fan into the Spider Verse Spider Man Two. The one that sticks out the hardest for me in Spider Man Two, like the scene that sticks out the hardest every time I try to think. I'm like, what happened in Spider Man Two? My brain is like, J. Jonah Jameson pins the spider suit to his wall. Oh yeah. <laughs> like that's the thing. That's the thing that always when my I'm like, what happened in Spider Man Two? The first thing my brain is just like, spider suit pinned to the wall. <laughs> And then that scene where he like he steals the the spider suit back and he just walks. He's like, "Where to go?" <laughs> I love Jay Jonah. Um, yeah. He's the, the actor that portrays him is so good. Oh yeah, um, love him. All right, what's your number four, Kev? Okay, my number four is Venom. See, I was gonna ask you this too because I was gonna ask you like, is Venom a Marvel movie because it's made by Sony, but it's still under the Marvel it's name? It's still. Right? It's a Marvel movie because it's a Marvel character. Oh, there you go. Yeah, perfect. There you um, go. That's, um, that was what my criteria was. Was that, that was why I was like, let me make sure. So I'm like, if it's a Marvel character, that makes it a Marvel movie. No matter who produced it, if it's a Marvel character, it's a Marvel movie. Okay, yeah. And so that was because like that's the differentiation between the MCU and a Marvel movie because like the MCU is its own cinematic universe and that's like, this is Marvel Studios putting this out through Disney, da, da, da. But Marvel movies are just Marvel characters. And even now that line is starting to blur. (laughs) It is. Yeah. Which this is when I was telling you that I had like uh, so many and I was like and a half. This is the and a half that I was talking about. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Technically not part of the MCU because the only time that he's in it is that little bit where he like switches universes into spider-man's universe and then blips back yeah yeah yeah. and that's that's his only existence in it so like he is but he isn't like since it's only post-credit scenes i don't fully count it which is why he gets an and a half yeah yeah uh for Um, me um but i so i absolutely love anything that i have seen with tom hardy um i I've discussed on several occasions when we've talked about Venom how much I just enjoy the fact that the entire movie, he just looks like shit. He looks like he's struggling with some kind of schizophrenia, paranoia, something. Like, something's out to get him the entire time. Like, there's just all of these these different factors in there that 
very clearly show what it would look like to have a symbiotic relationship that's just beginning where you know you are like it starts out like a parasite kind of thing where it's you know inconveniencing you and you're really trying to adjust to it and that fight of them butting heads trying to make it work is just so well portrayed in that movie and i just i just i love it yeah i think i think venom is done very very well as well like um this is it's more it's closer to the venom everybody wanted i still think that a lot of the hardcore comic fans were unsatisfied um, but it's a lot closer than the Sam Raimi one. Mm-hmm. And, um, a lot of people have described it kind of like a buddy cop movie, kind of <laughs> a little bit, but then yeah, you have, comedy, but then yeah. you have Tom Hardy who's telling Venom like, no, don't kill people. That's wrong. You know? So yeah. it'd be like, yeah, it's a buddy cop movie. If one of the cops is constantly capping people, you know, I mean, that's like lethal weapon. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Um, I 100% agree. Venom did not deserve the harsh criticism it got when it came out. I mm-hmm. don't, I really cannot for the life of me understand. Even Jeremy Johns, who I watch on YouTube and I adore, he did not give Venom a very high rating on his rating scale. And I mean, even his rating scale, there's reasons for the, for the ratings he gives. And like, it was on the good side of his rating scale, but it wasn't as high as I thought it should have been. Mm-hmm. You know, that was just one of those movies that I thought, man, I really think they just aren't seeing this movie for what it is, you know? Yeah. And um, tragic. But thankfully, it did well enough with the fans that we got to get a sequel. Carnage yeah. out of it. And I think Carnage was better than the first one, even though, again, critics did not agree. But fuck the critics. <laughs> the second one was amazing. I, I loved the second one. Um, Cool. Your number three. All right, number three. This one is a big one. This num this one when it came out, this movie. I want to say this movie changed the landscape for MCU movies going forward. This was so huge that um, I don't think I heard any complaints across the board about it. This was the first Avengers movie um, back in 2012. <laughs> okay. And because because this movie, man, I mean, you remember when we saw this movie? I think you came with oh, us. Yeah. I think, and everybody was talking about it. Every 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 man, woman, and child in a five mile radius of wherever you were was talking something about the Avengers. Whether it was the Hulk smashing Loki into a pulp that everybody found hilarious, um, <laughs> or it was Pure the God. or it was just the the pure awesomeness that was the Avengers assembling for the first time. You know that shot of them after they take out the first like giant thing that the Hulk punches mm-hmm. and then the pan the camera kind of pans around all of them they're like you know you have Scarlet uh, Scarlet you have a uh, Black Widow reloading her gun and Hawkeye pulling out an arrow and then Iron Man coming down and then Captain America readying his shield and then the Hulk screaming it was fucking awesome it gives you chills you're like holy shit these are the Avengers like it's real yeah. life that was, um, that was kind of the first realization of what they were doing with the MCU movies as they was, started. Like yeah. this was the first time that we really ever in movie history, at least in recent movie history that we've been alive for where that many different individual characters came together and formed a cohesive story that made sense and was good. Yep. And it was the, it was the start of like, this is what we've been building towards for X amount of years, you know, like this is something that we wanted to do, like that Marvel obviously wanted to do for a very long time. And so once they got the budget for it, man, did it pay off? Because I think I think the first Avengers is one of the highest grossing films ever made. 
Uh, I think it's so. not. I, I mean, comparatively, obviously, to the films that come later, yeah, it doesn't do as well. But at the time, this movie was insane, and uh, any any hardcore fan, I think, that saw this movie was like they were probably tearing up when they saw it because it was so, it was just so well done. Mm-hmm. Um, the humor was on point. It was kind of the start of like true MCU humor, you know, mm-hmm. um, the movie knew what it was. It kind of poked fun at itself. Like it showed ridiculous moments. They're like, God, that's ridiculous. And you know, <laughs> Loki is a villain in the movie is really good. You know, yep. like he killed, tw- he killed 20 people in two days, you know, He's, he's adopted. adopted. <laughs> yeah, you know, like. <laughs> yep, I knew exactly where you were going with that one. <laughs> yeah, that shit's that shit's just fucking funny, you know. Um, so they did a really good job with it. There's not a whole lot more to say about it. The Avengers is just great. Watching yeah. them assemble for the first time, never forget it. I'll never forget that. I, I loved that they didn't have uh, Robert Downey Jr. break his like Iron Man snarkiness. Um, oh, they embraced it. In like in that moment when he's like, "How will they?" you know, be able to stop me if they're going to be fighting you. And he goes to like, try and stop him. And he taps the arc reactor. <laughs> huh? Usually works tap. And he's like, yeah, you know, performance issues, best out of five. Like, <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> like, he's just sitting there like rattling off little witty comments as he's like trying to get it to work. <laughs> and I just, it was very enjoyable. Yep. Um, it was so a very yeah. good movie. Very amazing execution. And yeah, like you said, it was very like revolutionary for the MCU that we've, uh, grown to know and love now yep so what's your what's your triple spot my number three is spider-man into the spider-verse um yeah i i didn't know anything about it as it came up um i had actually not seen anything for it whatsoever ad wise trailer wise nothing i didn't even know it existed until i heard somebody say something about it and I was like, I was like, oh, is that a movie that's coming out? And they were just like, what? And continued on like without even. And I was like, I don't. What do you mean? Is that a is that a movie that's coming out soon? Like, what's that? I was, I was so confused. And then I saw, um, Sunflower by Post Malone, pop up one day in my like suggested. Yep. Um, and I was like, from Into the Spider Verse. Oh, they were talking about that. That's, that's a movie, huh? Slaps. I'll have to check it out. And I was like, listen to the song. I was like. Ah, oh, this is I like this song, and then finally I found Into the Spider Verse, and I was like, okay, I gotta watch this because like I love the song, and I heard somebody mention it before. I gotta check this out, and I loved it. I thought it was great. And one thing that you didn't mention when you were talking about it that I definitely want to point out is it gave us the uh, gender swap Doc Ock that God, everyone so loves good. so much, so fucking good. Because as we've said in the past when we've talked about the gender swap Doc Ock, is that it didn't feel like they were pandering to any kind of audience. It felt natural. It felt like she belonged she totally was the a a possible doc ock from a possible universe and that was amazing it didn't feel like they just made her a woman just for the sake of making her a woman it was like it was was like like here let's try this twist and see how it works and it and they were like yeah i think we can roll with that and they didn't like try to oversell like oh my god look doc ock's a woman they were just like yeah doc ock here you go and we were like okay sweet sick fuck yeah (laughs) so that's just it's it's a very good movie it was very well done um i that's another one that was like on my list and i'm like technically not part of the mcu yet well whatever (laughs) Uh, if they will even add it but yeah 
Yeah. Um, so that was that was another one that I was like, mm, I hope I don't have to take that off and my I mean, list. <laughs> for what it's worth, too, it was our first Black Spider-Man experience in film mm-hmm. as well, and that is also some. There's something to say about that. I think. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not a guy that's like always looking for that kind of like. Uh, whatever diversity advancement. yeah like i'm not someone that that like actively goes looking for it in media but it yeah. was so well it was nice to have it was yeah. a nice break because sometimes you get tired of seeing just white spider-man all over the place you know um and uh that was really yeah. cool and and miles had a unique personality and so did spider gwen too and she yeah. was great and we like spider gwen yep. we like spider gwen a lot everybody likes spider gwen <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna say, yeah, you, there's there's something wrong with you if you don't like Spider Gwen. Come on now. <laughs> I'll skip to my number two. All right, number two. This one is gonna be. This one's gonna. This is a tie. There's two. Okay. Here. All right. So the first one. So the tie is between Avengers: Infinity War and Spider-Man: No Way Home. Okay. Um, I struggled with throwing No Way Home at number one. But the more I thought about it, the more I kind of realized, like as a as an isolated movie, I just think that it was, it it was a big deal. But it's still in comparison to like, well, we'll get to the other one later. But <laughs> um, I thought it was more on par with something like Infinity War because Infinity War was awesome when it came out. I mean, it was it was this movie that took most of our heroes that we know and love and really made them just, Avengers, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy, Doctor Strange, just everybody. Like it Not was, only that, but it broke them down. Yeah, yeah. And it, it they left on a cliffhanger lose. where they lost. Yep. <laughs> and that, that was one thing that uh, I, I was watching this movie with somebody, and they were like, I walked out of the theater, and I was like, how'd you like the movie? And they were like, I hated it. And I was like, what, why? And they were like, because they lost. And I was like, yeah, that's why I loved it, yeah. you know? And I mean, they liked it, but they, they meant like, I wish that they won in the end, you know? But um, I was like, I, it was such a, oh, it was such a crazy feeling having everybody disappear and then it's cut to black and the end, you know, it's like, whoa, it was, it was a refreshing superhero movie where the heroes didn't prevail in the end. Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) and I mean, they lose hard too, because not only they lost Dr. Strange, who was the only person that knew how to win the next fight. They lost Peter Parker, who was an innocent kid that Tony had to deal with yep. and they lost the guardians of the galaxy. Very important, even though our MCU characters didn't know it. Um, and they lost, they just lost a whole, I mean the half, the, half the population of everything, you know? Yeah. Um, very big deal with that movie. And then no way home, of course, is equally as important. Um, we, even though it's more relevant to Spider-Man himself, um, but it's more so about Peter dealing with, uh, the death of Tony and like not not so much as the death of Tony but his own identity and like he has that same struggle that Peter has in that <laughs> he has that same struggle that Peter has as Sam Raimi's Spider-Man too, um mm-hmm. deciding whether or not he should be Peter Parker or Spider-Man and he involves Doctor Strange and Strange is in that movie more than I thought he'd be honestly I know um, right yeah uh, and uh, we've Which talked we nice. have a whole episode on No Way Home scroll through the bottom if you'd like to take a look at it our friend Joseph yep. is on and we have an entire discussion about it so I won't go very long on it but yeah so Infinity War and Spider-Man No Way Home are my number two I couldn't pick between the two your placement of No Way Home makes me feel better because now I have an argument if Joseph has to crucify me then he has to crucify you too because (laughs) Spider-Man No Way Home is my number two there you go Um, and that's yeah my, my big thing was like it so it it was there were so many redemption arcs 
as well as the setup for where the MCU is going with all the multiverse stuff, all of that connected together was just, it was so good. I, I enjoyed yeah. the movie so much and I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go over it too in depth, uh, again. Um, if you, like Danny said, if you want to hear our opinions on it, we literally have a full hour and a half episode. That's not too far earlier than this. Dedicated not long after it came movie. out that is just dedicated to talking about this movie. And honestly, I, in the time that I want to allot to each of the different options here, like there's not enough time for me to fully express how I feel felt about this movie in the little bit of time that I've got for this. So if you want to really hear our opinions on it, please go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already. Um, but yeah, my number two absolutely belongs to Spider-Man No Way Home. Yep. Uh, couldn't agree more. Um, so honorable mention time will go for okay. it. And not only do I have honorable mentions, I was telling Kelvin before we started, I also have just a few movies that I think would have made my list if I have seen them, but I haven't seen them. But I, I've heard they are killer movies. There's not a lot that I haven't seen, so I don't have that list. Most of them I have seen. Um, so this this list is having seen a good majority of Marvel movies. There's some really old ones that I hadn't seen. Um, cause I, so I was able to write my first like six without a problem and then was like, okay, let me just make sure that I'm not just like you know, somehow missing a movie that I would absolutely love to put on this list. And I, so I pulled up Marvel movies that exist and started flipping through them and I was able to pull without that list. But there were some that I was looking at. I was like, that exists. Like, did you know that there's a Lego Avengers movie? (laughs) Yeah, I did. I didn't know that. I've never seen that one, but I (laughs) I was like, what? I saw it on the list when I looked it up, like looked up the list of movies. Um, so for honorable mentions, I have Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home. <laughs> These movies could have easily made the list somewhere. Um, they just would have had to share a spot with another movie. Uh, you know, we've talked mm-hmm. ad, ad nauseum about how much we love Tom Holland and his portrayal of Spider-Man and yep. their involvement with Sony and MCU. There's a whole, we go through a lot of that talk in the podcast leading up to no way home and yeah. in no way home podcast itself so we won't yeah, harp we've on talked it. so much about Tom um, Holland. <laughs> i also put the other two iron man films in the honorable mentions because again you could probably swap them out for iron man in my list um any of them are are just very solid good movies um hulk from 2008 the incredible mm-hmm. hulk that movie i th- i still think it holds up really well um it was such an old movie that uh, you're like, whoa, uh, this actually was part of the MCU. You know, they they um, they didn't make it as clear, but um, they kind of go into the Avengers with you assuming that you've seen that movie. So it is part of the MCU, technically. Um, the Winter Soldier I have on here that was a great follow up to Captain movie. America one. I, some would say it's even better than the first one. Um, you know, I. I like the first one set up a little bit more than I like Winter Soldier, but seeing Captain kind of deal with going through time is kind of cool. That uh, and, and also having to deal with Bucky. the fact that, yeah, Bucky still yep. lives. That's like, crazy. And yeah. doesn't remember him. Um, so that's that's an awesome movie. I have Deadpool on here for reasons we've discussed. Deadpool yep. is just a great movie in general. If you haven't seen it, fucking watch it. Um, I have both the Venom movies down here, and mostly I have these down here because I wasn't sure if we were going to count them as Sony or Marvel movies. Um, otherwise, they definitely would have been higher in the list, probably like around six or seven or maybe even five. Um, 
And then I also have Eternals on here. A lot of people haven't seen Eternals, and uh, I can see why, but trust me when I say that if you watch the Eternals, you're going to come out of that more positive than you went in. I promise you. Um, it's actually I need, a very I need solid to movie. finish. It started off really solid. I just was, I was so beat from that week that I just, yeah, I passed out that makes way sense. hard. It is a movie too that like it starts off pretty weak actually. It does start pretty weak, but the ending, it ends so nicely and you're kind of like, huh, that was kind of a good movie at the end, you know? So, um, you know, Eternals definitely deserves some kind of a mention. Uh, and then the movies that would pro- probably make my list that I haven't seen yet uh, that are Marvel-based, but not necessarily in the MCU. Um, the first one is Logan. I haven't seen it. I haven't watched it at length. Um, I really want to. Cause I was people right. Have... <laughs> Hell yeah. This so is the one I figured about. Wolverine was going to be someone that ended up on your list somewhere, but I wasn't sure if you had seen Logan because oh, I know, figured I like Logan him. would belong on your list if you had seen it. Yes, exactly. Then there we have it, you know. Um, the other one I have is Black Panther. Still haven't gotten around to watching that one, but everyone swears good. up and down. It's incredibly good. Black Widow I eventually want to watch, and I'm sure oh, it's so also good. deserving of a spot. And then Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp, obviously, are movies that I would like to see and that would probably deserve a spot on the top 10 list. So, Oh, very good movies. Those are all of my honorable mentions. Would you like to go through yours? Yes. So my honorable mentions, obviously, um, Let There Be Carnage didn't make my list. Um, I do absolutely love it, um, but unfortunately it, it got dinged because of the, the beginning and immediate end of Carnage in that movie. Had they let Carnage persist it probably would have gone higher because there would have been open door for more carnage. And that's what I really wanted because he's a very recurring Spider-Man villain. So just one offing him is kind of, you know, capping him pretty hard. Um, also Spider-Man three ended up in my honorable mentions because I, I personally, I really enjoyed the movie. I also very much enjoyed the memes of the, the, you know, dancey Spider-Man thing. Like it's just, it was funny. I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Bully McGuire. That's what we call him. Yeah. Um, Ghost Rider because I, I like Nicolas Cage. It wasn't a good movie. <laughs> I love I Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I love um I love Sam Elliott. Like I, it wasn't I a good love movie. there's so many like quotable things from that movie that I still quote to this day. Yeah. Like I I very much enjoyed the content of that movie, but that it was not a very good movie. I remember I watched Ghost Rider with me and my brother and we remember seeing Ghost Rider and being like, "Damn, that's badass." And that's about it. Yeah. Um so that's yeah, I Ghost Rider was an honorable mention. Logan also made my honorable mentions um, because it was an excellent movie. I loved Logan, but it just, it was one of those that I've only seen. I think I've seen it like twice. And like, I always forget it exists, to be totally honest. And it's really hard for me to put it on a list of which would I grab first if I'm like. You're always forgetting about it. yeah, Yeah, that's right. Logan exists. That's a fair point. I think that's very fair. It's always hard when you do top tens because a movie can be extremely stellar, but depending on. It, a movie could be like one of the best things ever made, but it still might not be yep. one of your personal go tos, you know? So yep. it's one of those. That it's got a, a yeah. If it, if it calls to me enough that I keep grabbing it, it belongs on the list kind of thing. Yeah. And Logan, although it is an excellent movie, just it, it doesn't call to me enough to keep grabbing it, unfortunately. That makes Another sense. one was X-Men Origins Wolverine. Because I thought about this one. Because one, I've always loved the Hugh Jackman Wolverine. 
Um, I love, uh, his name is um, Liev Schreiber. Hopefully I said that right. As uh, Sabretooth. Um, he's the, the, if I recall, he's the same guy who plays Benny in Supernatural. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. Um, that sounds familiar. I, I love him as Sabretooth. I think he does a great job as Sabretooth. He's big enough. He's burly enough. He's hairy enough. Like, he, he's he's got the, the gruff, rough, and tumble way to him that's just... It's Sabretooth. He, uh, the rival of Wolverine. I, and, and I love it. And also, it is the first ever showing of... Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Um, even though even though it's a different Deadpool, say, and, and a, a lot very... of people really don't like that Deadpool, and I understand why they don't like that Deadpool, and I totally get it, but it truly is the first time we ever get Deadpool and the first time we ever see Ryan Reynolds in that Deadpool. Of so, of course, I have to have it as something I mentioned because Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool. Yeah, that makes sense. So those are my honorable mentions. Um, all right, then uh, I'm gonna roll us right into the number one Marvel movie for me. Um, this is probably super obvious, and it's probably on a lot of people's number one. But um, it has to go here, in my opinion, for me. It has to. Endgame, okay. Avengers Endgame has to go here for me because it is, it is the culmination of like over a decade of movies joined together for one giant climactic fight that is so it's so satisfying too because so many times in this movie you think that they're going to cut or you think that something's going to divert your attention because they want to keep you on your seat but they they just make satisfying things happen every time throughout the movie <laughs> there's tragedy there's loss there's, there's redemption, redemption. Yep. <laughs> yeah. there's there's climactic battle there's just story arcs that are wrapped up um and pff, dude i always i always fucking tear up at the end when i'm watching the credits and all the avengers are yes, signing their names signing i'm like holy oh. shit like uh it's so sad because they're playing the theme song and then like you see all their names popping up and like some of them are still alive but then you get to like cap and then you get to Tony and you're like, fuck, they're gone. <laughs> yeah. um, just a, a beautiful send off to the MCU uh, for the Avengers. Just a beautiful send off for Robert Downey. Beautiful send off for um, is it Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. I always forget between Chris Hemsworth and Chris. Uh, Chris Evans. Which Chris is, Evans. Uh, no, I'm talking about he's Chris Captain Evans. America. Good okay. send off. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Evans. and um, So not so much a goodbye for Chris Hemsworth because he'll obviously be in more movies as Thor, but well, um, that was they sent him. Didn't if memory serves, I think he took off with the the Guardians again at the the yeah he did yeah. Yeah. So we'll see him with the Guardians at some point, but um you know great send off for Tony for Captain America for um for Black Widow um I believe Hawkeye. I don't know if Hawkeye is actually going to come back into the MCU. He's got his show. And I haven't seen it yet, but I haven't either. It's only a little, little sixer, little, little uh, mini series. Yeah. But like you've said to me before, it was definitely the conclusion of the Avengers that we we know and love, <clears throat> that we've kind of gotten to know throughout the years, and that's a beautiful thing to me. It's something they haven't done in film ever, and it was just so well done that like. Like I cried when they when they all assembled and they charged Thanos's army. You know, it was like it was just such a fucking cool moment. Um, I'm fucking shaking thinking about it. 
Uh, yeah, and and like I've said on multiple occasions previously, when we've brought up the bring back Tony Stark debate, it was it was just such the perfect ending for that version of Tony Stark. That was the perfect close to his character arc, the perfect end to his story, where he not only was not the reason why his friends died, he was the reason why they lived. For real, and um, you have so many callbacks too to like the original Avengers. There's a moment where um. There's a moment where uh, Cap is telling him, like, take away your suit and armor and what are you, you know? Yeah. And then, or like you've mentioned before, you know, you're not the kind of guy to stand on the line and let your friends yeah. go across while you cut it or whatever, you know? Um, and then he does. And yeah. that's exactly what Tony does. That's exactly, yeah. Uh, beautiful fucking wrap back to that. Um, and it has implications for Spider-Man. It has implications for just like all of the characters moving forward. His death reverberates throughout the MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, and watching Thanos, we actually get a real Thanos fight against the Avengers, which is awesome. We saw a little bit in Infinity War. Yeah. Um, even the beginning of Endgame is awesome where they just go and they fucking kill Thanos. That's what I would have done. I would have been like, fuck it, let's go get this guy. We're, I'm going to kill his ass, you know? And that's what yep. Thor does because yeah. he's like, fuck it. He doesn't know where the, he destroyed the stones. There's no hope. Forget it. He's not useful. <laughs> kill him. Yep. And uh, yeah, damn, it was just. Yeah, even if he's crippled, crippled, make sure he can't come back and do anything like this again. Like, yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what I would have done if I were Thor. And um yeah, so there's a lot to say about Endgame. If we had the podcast around the time it came out, we probably would have had a whole episode dedicated to Endgame alone. Oh, absolutely. Um, so Endgame alone could probably warrant its own cast, but it is my number one Marvel movie. Um, it doesn't mean it's the movie that I'll hold above all of others forever. It's just the movie that I think is... I, it's just the movie I think is like so impactful... I could watch it over and over and probably never get tired of it. I watched it the other day with my dad, still loved it. Um, and it's just it's just one of those movies that uh, you never see and probably we won't see for a long time. Yep. So that's uh, my yeah. number one. Very, very, very good pick. Um, this is, <laughs> here's the point where we get to where I'm like, oh, Joseph's going <laughs> to crucify me if I'm not careful. Um Actually, there's probably there's probably a good handful of people that are going to be like, "What?" When I say what this is, um, but I'm just I'm going to preface it with there are not at this point because of the the stuff that I have access to my my Fire Stick. You know, there's not a lot of movies that I purchase in any form on my PlayStation through the PlayStation Store. There are three movies that I have purchased. One of them is a very old movie, so it's really hard to get a hold of it on the streaming services that I utilize. That's why I've purchased it. And because a lot of people don't know what it is. One movie is my absolute favorite hands-down Disney movie ever. And one of them is a Marvel movie. And that one that I have purchased on my PlayStation even, that I have digital copy of, is my number one because I watch it constantly. And that is Big Hero 6. Wow. Wow. That one came out of left fucking field. <laughs> and that's, yeah, I literally in my notes, I'm like, you you know this speech by heart. You don't even have to write down what the points are. Big Hero 6, while it's a Marvel movie and it's, it's animated, it's a little goofy. It's not MCU. It's not technically connected. It still has the Stanley cameo. Um... 
which is a minor point to it. But one of the biggest things for me personally with that movie is that it is a movie where they deal with, uh, they, they deal with the depression that comes from a loss. Um, and this, this came before we started losing some of the MCU characters when this movie came out. So it was one of the first Marvel movies that we saw coming out that was dealing with, the depression after a loss dealing with those things. And it shows how like healthy and unhealthy ways that depression is dealt with. Um, it also shows, uh, one thing that I like to, I like to point out when people like to go on the whole, you know, more, more, you know, this more that in ways that end up coming off as pandering in a way that wasn't pandering. They had two di- very different female roles that were in very powerful positions and very positive positions that were completely different types of people without having any kind of underlying, um, agenda. romance or agenda. Yeah. There was no, there was no romantic story amongst this. There was none of that. It was just, these are the people, this is this kid. He's dealing with the depression of losing his brother. These are the things that he does to, to do that. These are how these people who were his brother's friends that have become his friends have all kind of come in to try and help him with the the depression. And then they, you know, they kind of form a team and they go through this whole thing and they have like a Scooby-Doo mystery type deal in it, like a little (laughs) bit of element of like a Scooby-Doo mystery in it. And just everything about it is just, I, I love it so much. I, I love that movie so much. It is one of those, like, it's like a comfort movie for me. Yeah, like, I I would I will 100% back you on that. It's a it's a movie that I think was criminally underrated when it came out. It didn't get like bad reviews. It got eclipsed by Frozen is what happened. Is what happened. Yeah, exactly, because it was so fucking good because I watched it post post release in the theaters. I wish I had seen it in theaters because it was so awesome. Like you yeah. like probably probably for me is the same biggest aspect of that movie is the loss mm-hmm. um because Hero loses his brother and like he, and he learns dude (laughs) it's so good i have to i just remembered like how the movie kind of ends and it's like it's um you know hero has to kind of go through this journey where he's like yeah hero my brother is dead he lives on in baymax Mm -hmm. and like that's my brother's memory and then he loses baymax and he has to not only does he have to like realize that he's gonna lose baymax but he has to realize like i have to let go Mm mm-hmm yeah that's the hardest part <laughs> it's yeah I kind of had to shake my head just now because I had to like shake it off because it's so deep that's such a mm-hmm. deep concept because if you lose someone important to you like you ha- like you have to live your life yep um god I'm it's, such a wimp <laughs> it's such it's such a powerful movie I, it's, it it's is such an emotional incredibly. movie yeah and I yeah that's and then, I cannot let that movie go because I love it so much. And that's, I have, I have talked with people there. There are two movies that I have had conversations with two movies that I have absolutely loved dearly and watch constantly that are comfort movies for me that were horribly, horribly eclipsed by some other movie. And it's it it feels like a travesty but i just it's one of those like that's one of those movies i have had long conversations with people about how good big hero 6 is yeah because 
the themes and, just, the, yeah. and the characters are so well done. It's yeah, it's it's such it's such a good. I'm I'm very sad that they instead of going with a sequel decided to go to a spinoff TV series <sighs> that so didn't perform very well. No. Um, and that they ended after one season. I'm I'm really sad about that because there's so much potential that they could have had with those. They even sort of set up for a sequel, I think, in the end. They left it open to, and then instead of doing a sequel, they decided to do a mini, like a TV series from that. And then the TV series didn't do as well. And and so they killed it after a a season, which I'm really sad about. It's not the first time Disney has done that and overshadowed one of its own movies. Um, We know that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, which is so disappointing, man. So, so I I think that that's a pick, and you know we're coming, we're at the end here. We've gave our top tens, mm-hmm. and let me just say that's kind of one thing I think is so cool about doing these top tens, especially with you, is because we can have these movies that are kind of off the wall, and like especially when you bring up like Big Hero Six, you know, because when you think Marvel, you don't really think about most Big Hero people 6. just go, it's a Disney movie, and like yeah, it was after Marvel was acquired by Disney, but it's they're Marvel characters. They're from Marvel yeah. comic books. And um, I think that's so beautiful. I think that's what's beautiful about these lists is that we can come up with movies that we think are our top 10 mm-hmm. for our own unique reasons. Yeah. Um, not necessarily because they're the best movies ever made, but because we love them for the reasons that we can give. So that when people hear you say that your number one is Big Hero 6, they go, what the fuck? And then they hear <laughs> you talk about it. And hopefully, you know, we've yeah. convinced some people that it's worth watching maybe. Um, so yeah, I, I love these lists. I think that we, we have really good reasons for the movies that we picked. Um, I have to wrap up and, and get out of here because I have some plans I have to get to, Kev. I need to get some food, and then I'm going to see Sonic um, 2 tonight. So <laughs> so we'll let you guys know how yeah. Sonic 2 is eventually. Yeah. Um, hope it's good, man. I, it looks good. Knuckles I need to watch is hype the, as fuck. <laughs> oh, I need to watch the... There should be two more episodes out now, I think. Of Moon Knight? Or no, there's just one. One more episode. So the second episode... Yeah, the second episode came out on Wednesday, of so Moon I need to watch Knight, yeah. that now, too. Um, cool. Then, uh, then we'll get out of here, you guys. So that's the end of the cast. Thank you all so much for listening. Like always, we really do appreciate you. Um, sorry about the lack of frequency and uploads. I'm currently in my final term of college. I'm ready to graduate. And so I'm devoting a lot of my free time to that. So editing podcast episodes has just taken the backseat for now until we can get the editor and send them the files and actually get in the motion of that. It's mostly all me. So I'm trying my best, but, um, you know, the episodes for now are going to have to come out when they come out. Um, Mm -hmm. that's just kind of the way it's going to be. And Kevin and I have a plan for the future of different topics and things that are going to be some timeless stuff that we can hopefully backlog and upload for you guys to listen to that don't rely on hopefully a two week time span. So, um, we have plans. So thanks for sticking it through with us. It means the world. And, um, like always, we'll we'll get out of here. So thank you everyone again one last time for so much so much for watching uh, listening. Uh, um, <laughs> Struggling over here, big time. Uh, we really do hope that you all stay safe, stay happy, but of course above all else, stay nerdy. We will catch you in the next one. Have a good evening, you guys. Bye.